Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, listener. I'm Carol Fisher, the host of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister. I'm so excited for you to hear the brand new season where we're uncovering a 35-year-old mystery. But for those of you who didn't hear season one or just want to listen to it again, you can now get access to all episodes of that first season of The Girlfriends 100% ad-free through the iHeart True Crime Plus subscription, which is available exclusively on Apple Podcasts. You'll also get access to every single episode of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, ad-free and one week early, only available to iHeart True Crime Plus subscribers. So what are you waiting for? Head to Apple Podcasts, search for iHeart True Crime Plus, and subscribe today. Welcome to Lovely Las Vegas for Coast to Coast Hoops with myself, Craig Hoops-Pierce. And now part of the Beeson Family Podcast. And we've got a tremendous podcast for you guys. In segment number two, we're going to be joined by Kevin Sweeney. He does an amazing job over there at Sports Illustrated taking a look at the game that we love of college basketball. And he's a man that before he moved out to the great state of Illinois, he used to be in the northeast part of the country. He did a lot covering the America East and the Metro Atlantic. It still has a lot of times at conference. And He's a perfect guy to have on for this because we saw a mass exodus at Manhattan on Tuesday, which if you add on your bingo board a mass exodus from Manhattan in the latter part of October, less than two weeks before the start of the college basketball season, well, you can check that one off because they saw their head coach and Steve Massiello get canned, the preseason player of the year in the Metro Atlantic, and Jose Perez has decided that he is going to be in the transfer portal. So we're going to be taking a look at the state of not only that team, but really the conference as a whole because in the preseason, Manhattan was ranked number two in the Coaches Bowl behind Iona. So big, giant shakeups in the Metro Atlantic, which... Once again, I can't believe that I'm doing this, and Kevin was so kind to come on at the very last minute to join me for this chat, but you're getting a lot of Manhattan talk today because, well, the New York Yankees are on the postseason. Apparently, there's more and more disarray in the great state of New York, so we've got that going on in segment number two in the final segment since I did my SEC preview yesterday. I didn't do the news and notes of college basketball from Monday, so you're going to get the last 48 hours of college basketball news and notes, no doubt. Biggest thing is what happened at Manhattan, but we've seen a couple other moves, so we're going to be recapping those, and if you do have a question, comment, segment, idea, what have you for this podcast, you do have one of two ways to be able to fire those in. First one is my Twitter timeline, at JNet underscore D1. Keep in mind, letters EM, maybe it does not matter. As per usual, please do send these into the timeline, and the other way, that is fine an Apple Podcast review. If you're at this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. From there, you are able to fire in whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via that five-star review. Really, all the questions I got were involving Manhattan, so... Who better to get on to talk about this conference than Kevin Sweeney? So all shall be answered in segment number two when we do get our good friend from Sports Illustrated aboard here 
Hey, everybody, welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation, I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating. And a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, listener. I'm Carol Fisher, the host of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister. I'm so excited for you to hear the brand new season where we're uncovering a 35-year-old mystery. But for those of you who didn't hear season one or just want to listen to it again, you can now get access to all episodes of that first season of The Girlfriends 100% ad-free through the iHeart True Crime Plus subscription, which is available exclusively on Apple Podcasts. You'll also get access to every single episode of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, ad-free and one week early, only available to iHeart True Crime Plus subscribers. So what are you waiting for? Head to Apple Podcasts, search for iHeart True Crime Plus, and subscribe today. everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation... I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating. And a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, listener. I'm Carol Fisher, the host of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister. I'm so excited for you to hear the brand new season where we're uncovering a 35-year-old mystery. But for those of you who didn't hear season one or just want to listen to it again, you can now get access to all episodes of that first season of The Girlfriends 100% ad-free through the iHeart True Crime Plus subscription, which is available exclusively on Apple Podcasts. You'll also get access to every single episode of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, ad-free and one week early, only available to iHeart True Crime Plus subscribers. So what are you waiting for? Head to Apple Podcasts, search for iHeart True Crime Plus, and subscribe today. 
Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation... I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating. And a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, listener. I'm Carol Fisher, the host of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister. I'm so excited for you to hear the brand new season where we're uncovering a 35-year-old mystery. But for those of you who didn't hear season one or just want to listen to it again, you can now get access to all episodes of that first season of The Girlfriends 100% ad-free through the iHeart True Crime Plus subscription, which is available exclusively on Apple Podcasts. You'll also get access to every single episode of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, ad-free and one week early, only available to iHeart True Crime Plus subscribers. So what are you waiting for? Head to Apple Podcasts, search for iHeart True Crime Plus, and subscribe today. Vegas for Gus Gussie with myself, Greg Spears, and now part of the Beeson Family Podcast. Always great to be joined by this guest who was very kind to come on at the last minute. I don't think that anyone thought on Tuesday the epicenter of the college basketball world was going to be involving Manhattan, but with that said, this is a man that has a lot of past experience covering the Metro Atlantic, as I know that before he joined Sports Illustrated, moved out to the great Midwest. Kevin is a man that spent the beginning part of his life out there in the Northeast, has done a great job taking a look at the game of basketball for a very long time. And towards the beginning part of his career, he was spending a lot of time with the Metro Atlantic, taking a look at the America East. So the perfect guest for this podcast and to be able to follow Kevin on Twitter. That is at CBB underscore Central. And that's also the name of the great podcast that he does, the CBB Central Podcast. And Kevin, always great to have you aboard. Thank you. Thanks as always, Greg. It is great to have you aboard. And Kevin, I just want to get your initial thoughts when you saw everything that came out from Manhattan because we wake up Tuesday morning and all of a sudden Steve Massiello has been canned. And then a few hours later, the preseason conference player of the year and Jose Perez, who averaged right around 19 points per contest. He's on the fold too. And this is just something that you typically don't see because even when we've had these late in the year, just before the start of the season coaching moves, typically we don't see defections like this, which causes me to think that this one came a little bit more out of left field than say the Pat Chambers ordeal from Penn State a few years ago. Yeah, I mean, obviously surprising. Not that Steve Masiello getting fired is surprising, but Steve Masiello getting fired you know, in October, it's certainly surprising. I mean, this is a guy that has kind of had nine lives over the over the years at Manhattan, you know, dating back to 2019-20. He was coaching as a lame duck. He did not have a contract after the season and started really strong, got an extension announced on, like I think, February 14th, 
and then they went downhill and lost seven of eight to close the year. I mean, it's that type of thing. I mean, it's just been so kind of ebb and flow and came into this offseason knowing that next year, you know, he'd be out of a contract. And it seems like this decision has been as simple as, you know, a back and forth between the AD, the president, the board, obviously, and then Massiello and it not going his way. Now, all the details still have not to come out. I've worked with my sources. I don't have a full comprehensive story of what happened. But to my knowledge, there is no massive scandal here, right? And I think that's the difference you see with this versus maybe some of the other coach chains you've seen in the past at this time, at this juncture and why maybe there's more of a mass exodus coming. Because, look, I mean, you talk about the Pat Beeline situation a couple of years ago at Niagara, or, you know, you mentioned Pat Chambers at Penn State was a, is a prominent example. Greg Marshall, too, yeah. Greg Marshall, right? There, there's scandal involved, and I think players understood, okay. Like, a player understood why Greg Marshall was getting fired. Or the player liked Greg Marshall or hated Greg Marshall, and I think based on, you know, the numbers, more disliked than liked. Guys would understand. I mean, in this case, where it seems like a, a kind of university-level disagreement, I mean, I think it's very difficult for the players to wrap their head around. Massiello, for his flaws, is a guy that will go to war for his guys. And I think you see that with the player response. Perez being obviously the headliner on that front. You know, he's been very vocal about Massiello. So how it all shakes out, I think we're still kind of figuring it out and what that will look like. But certainly will change things in the MAC for this year, change things for Manhattan. I don't think this roster will look the way it does now, you know, November 7th and beyond. So big day, big move. And otherwise, not all that talked about conference yeah and i just don't understand the timing as well as kevin sweeney does a great job over there at the cbb central podcast is joining me on the show and we're still waiting for exactly what happened here that caused for the move but this is a move that if it was made in april i would completely understand and and after they made those back-to-back ncaa tournaments i believe it was 2014 2015 has been so great and as a matter of fact Steve Massiola has found himself in a little bit of controversy. Granted, it was many years ago with the degree that he apparently did not get while he was in college that denied him the job at South Florida. And then he pretty much has to go between it with the tail between his legs back to Manhattan and had been there ever since then. But I just take a look at what happened. And this just doesn't seem like a move that you make at this time. And typically when you see a move like this, it's a guy that is retiring and he's trying to give the interim coach a little bit of an opportunity. And now you've got Rashawn Stores, who I believe is 30 years old. He was part of the Manan team, if I remember correctly, that went to the NCAA tournament in like 2014. He might have been there in 2015 as well. And this doesn't even feel like one of those ordeals as well because Steve Massiello, far from being long in the tooth. No, I mean, this is a firing. The athletic director made it clear that Stores will have a chance at the job if he can win. Obviously, a lot of that will be predicated on whether you can keep the roster together. Whereas, you know, the highlight of that roster, preseason player of the year in the MAC, you know, big physical wing who can create shots for himself, can pass a little bit. Not a great defender. I think his fit moving up a level will be tricky, but is a dynamite mid-major player. And uh, they'll certainly miss him if he does stay in the portal and go. And again, I mean, you've seen reports, okay, maybe 10 guys get up to the portal, the whole team could leave, whatever. I don't think that's likely just because I think at the at some point, guys are going to rally around Rashawn Storrs, who is a very well-liked guy. He was a leader when he was at Manhattan. He was a, a captain, as I recall, a starting point guard, really good defender, really kind of gritty, built in the mass yellow mold. I think Storrs will be able to keep some guys. Once guys realize, okay, I'm going to have to sit the first semester. I might not be eligible at all. How am I going to navigate this? Whatever. So when you're the Mac player of the year and you're Jose Perez and you can go to a high major, that's one thing. But I think the calculus will change as you work your way down the roster. I think they'll be able to build a team. But what that team will look like, how many of these guys that are back, these older guys are going to want to stay or they'll 
you know, make a jump here in the next week or two or even to December, that remains to be seen. Yeah, this is just something like we've never really seen before. I don't know if you can think of anything that is quite like this, but I really can't either. And we've never seen a preseason player of the year leave 12 days before the start of the season. Now, you're able to go back to someone like a Caleb Mills, for example, at Houston, and he had played the first few games of the season with Houston. He didn't like how things were going. He enters into the transfer portal next year. He pops up at Florida State, and it sounds like from everything I'm reading that if you do have Jose Perez in the transfer portal and he lands with one of these schools like we're seeing reported, he might be eligible for the second semester. But I think that that's a little bit of a question mark as well because I'm sure that there's going to need to be clearance. I'm sure that there's going to need to be some sort of a runoff waiver or something like that. And this is really going to be a test as to the whole transfer portal system itself because I can't remember the last time I've seen a guy transfer out of a program 12 days before the start of the season then be able to play that same season. It's very tricky. A few factors of play. Number one, Manhattan has been a bit of a haven for transfers itself. So most of these transfers are on their second spot. Most of these players are, who would be transferring are already on their second destination, right? You go through the roster. Perez is obviously the name brand. He was at Gardner-Webb and Marquette before he went to Manhattan. Samba Diallo was at UMass before he went to Manhattan. Anthony Nelson, he was at Seton Hall. Josh Roberts, their starting center, he was at St. John's. He was in the rotation. So you're not going to be able to do a traditional first-time transfer guaranteed eligibility. Now, there's the new transfer portal window system. That's its own problem. I believe, from what I've read, these players will be allowed to transfer right now, even though it's not in a transfer portal window, quote-unquote, because there was a coaching change. That's one of the exceptions listed by the NCAA. But we're still working through that, really, in real time. We haven't had to deal with a situation like this with this new system before. The easiest way everyone gets eligible is if Manhattan signs no participation opportunity waivers, a.k.a. the runoff waiver, but... Is an AD that fired a coach two weeks before the season really going to sign non-participation opportunity waivers for the players? I have my very strong doubts about that. So how does this all work out? I mean, your guess is as good as mine. My hunch would that be there needs to be some grace involved. The NCAA needs to get these kids eligible and let them play because they had the rug ripped out from under them two weeks before the season, not even two weeks before the season. But that said, from an eligibility standpoint, these things can take time. We've seen that in the past. In the MAC, a good example, Sienna took Elijah Burns as a mid-year transfer. He had played five games at Notre Dame and tried to get a waiver to play that same season, and that was not cleared because you couldn't play for two teams in one year. So this is a little bit different, but that waiver process took about a month and a half. Will these kids wind up in a similar kind of NCAA bog down? I think we both know, Greg, from following this pretty closely, that the NCAA waiver process in the past has not necessarily been the most quick-working over the years. So lots of questions and not a lot of answers. And let's not lose sight of it. You mentioned it. The real losers here are the kids that were expecting to play for Steve Massiel, a team that, once again, they were the preseason number two in the Metro Atlantic. I sort of disagree with that preseason ranking. I thought they would be more around fourth or fifth personally, but, I mean, this causes a dynamic shift in the Metro Atlantic. I think that the one thing that we could really bank on was Iona being the preseason number one, and no question about it, this does nothing to change that. But I take a look at the entire Metro Atlantic, and spots like two through five are completely up for grabs. I think that a team like Fairfield could be able to rise up, have themselves a very nice season. I know that there are many people that we know that are very bullish on Siena. I have my question marks with it, but I could see them having a nice year. Quinnipiac is a team that had in the top five. I think they rise above Manhattan as well. So I take a look at this entire conference, and... What you're going to be able to get outside of Iona, I think, is now just completely flipped on its head. I mean, Manhattan was the second most talented team in the league, full stop. Perez, for his flaws as a potential guy moving up, is really freaking good in the map. 
just physically dominant, really, really skilled. You know, Roberts is a good big. Nelson and some of the guys that have a backcourt are experienced. They can make shots. Like this team, talent wise, was the second best team. I wasn't going to pick them second because I've had my issues with Massiello and the way that his offenses operate. And they've just struggled so often on that end of the floor. They foul so much on defense. It's just not a style that I'm a fan of. And I think we've seen them underachieve their talent year over year. That was why I was keeping them around fifth in the league. It's wide, wide open. I mean, Ryder's got some decent talent. Dwight Murray back at point guard. Mention Sienna. I think Sienna will be solid. The depth is a question mark. They got to keep JV and McCollum healthy. But the kid, the, the, that young point guard, JV McCollum, is going to be special in that league. To play with the ball in his hands. Really high level shooter. They've got experience with guys like Andrew Playtech and Jackson Stormo back who will help them. Jared Billups is the best defender in the league. So, you know, I think Sienna will be right in the mix. Carmen Masterell has done a really good job there. Three years, three top three finishes. Fairfield, you mentioned they've run a little bit more talent. James, um, James Johns, I believe is his name, three-star kid. Bryson Gadeen, who is a top 100 recruit out of uh, high school, went to Syracuse and then Providence. So I think those are the teams you kind of look to to fill the void. But, you know, it feels like it's going to be Iona and everyone else with that. Everyone else just kind of beating each other up. There's not going to be someone consistently there at the top. But look, I mean, even Iona's young. I mean, Iona's talented. Rick Pitino's Rick Pitino. I expect them fully to win the league. But do I expect them to go 18-2, and 17-3 like this season ago? We'll see. I mean, rely much more on freshmen than they were – Last year, when it was Jolly and Joyner and these older guys that had come into the program. This is, you know, freshmen and a Juco kid, Dennis Jenkins. It's a much different look. They might have some ups and downs. I will say, I do think that Dennis Jenkins, who you mentioned, he was the number three rated junior college transfer by JucoRecruiting.com. I think that guy is going to be the real deal. But to your point, it is very much a younger team as well. We know that Rick Pitino is able to coach him up, but to your point, I do think that there's going to be a few losses for them, and we saw a few losses for them in the Metro Atlantic last season as well. Having Monmouth out full, that is going to be hurting some of the overall depth of this conference, but I certainly do think that we are going to be seeing Iona tripping up a few times versus a Metro Atlantic that doesn't really have that clear number two at this point, but they do have some talented teams. As Kevin Sweeney of Sports Illustrated is joining me on the podcast, and Kevin... On top of covering what was just a harebrained story on Tuesday, I know you've been getting stuff for the upcoming college basketball season because you do something so cool, ranking every single team in college basketball coming into the season. And I know I've asked this a few times because you've been hard at work on this, but that said, I'm going to ask you once again, over the last few weeks, I know that you've been doing a lot of research, getting stuff for the upcoming college basketball season. And what you've been researching over the last few weeks, has there been a team or two that has really stood out to you, either that you're feeling a little bit more bearish on than before, or a team that's starting to rise up your power rankings a little bit? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, the good thing is that you get your work done early, and so I felt pretty good about uh, my rankings. My easy answer to this question would be I feel a little uh, far less good about Manhattan than I did a few weeks ago, (laughs) but I won't do that to you. I mean, I think I'm starting to buy into Wake Forest. I'm like the 80s or 90s right now. I have to look at my sheet. I don't have it in front of me. But I don't have them in the postseason mix right now. I'm starting to feel like that was a mistake. Maybe that's secret scrimmage results, polluting my judgment. Maybe I should buy a little more Steve Forbes stock. The transfers aren't bad. Appleby will be solid at point guard. They've got experience in the backcourt with him and, and Williamson. I know they're very excited about the Andrew Carr kid transferring in from Delaware, who is more of a rotation player than a star at Delaware, but I think is a, is a nice player, 6'9", long, can shoot. And an ACC that I think we would both agree is relatively winnable in the middle. There's a lot of games out there that are going to be winnable games. When you've got a very good coach like Steve Forbes and you've got solid talent, you've got enough to maybe climb the ladder a little bit. 
Yep, I do think that Steve Forbes is one of the best coaches in all of college basketball. We've seen him time and time again do terrific work with transfers. And, hey, maybe he'll be getting one of the bad hands, guys, as it's just absolutely crazy what we're seeing right now with this. I know, like, Kevin, you're doing a great job of covering that story, and you just do a great job in general of taking a look at the great game of college basketball. Love the good people at home. Know what's all on tap for you and how people can follow along on social media and other platforms. Yeah, it's uh, at CBB underscore Central on Twitter. Lots of upcoming stuff that we're excited about. That 1-363 to 363 rankings will come out next week. That's kind of our signature piece of preseason content. And hope you all check it out. I know it, uh, you know, loved the support last year and really appreciative of it. Um, and beyond that, you know, we've got plenty more breakout players, things like preseason conference previews on the site right now at SI.com. Also, I'm involved with the Phyllis 68's After Dark show for the second straight year. And we've got a really good cast of talent across the media and the college basketball landscape. I know we just announced that Chris Mack will be involved this year, that Matt McCall, Val Jordan, Megan McEwen, Scoop Jardine, Geo Baker are joining the group. And obviously, you know, you guys know that John Fant is in the world, Jeff Goodman, Rob Doster, and Randolph Childress, T.O. I don't want to forget anybody, but I'm going to. It's just a great group of guys and a lot of fun to, to talk hoops with and Looking forward to that show starting up as the season gets underway here in a couple weeks. Absolutely. It is going to be a tremendous college basketball season. The folks over there at Field of 68 do an amazing job. Kevin does absolutely incredible work as he is hard at work getting set for the the start of the college basketball season with that 1 through 363 ranking. And every time Kevin joins this podcast, lends tremendous insights much like today. A big thanks to Kevin Sweeney for joining me right here on Coast Coast Soups. Now part of the Beeson Family Podcast. Coming up next, since I did my SEC preview yesterday, I'm going to be recapping the past 48 hours of college basketball news and notes and taking a look at the aftermath of everything that we saw from Manhattan. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation, I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating. And a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, listener. I'm Carol Fisher, the host of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister. I'm so excited for you to hear the brand new season where we're uncovering a 35-year-old mystery. But for those of you who didn't hear season one or just want to listen to it again, you can now get access to all episodes of that first season of The Girlfriends 100% ad-free through the iHeart True Crime Plus subscription, which is available exclusively on Apple Podcasts. You'll also get access to every single episode of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, ad-free and one week early, only available to iHeart True Crime Plus subscribers. So what are you waiting for? Head to Apple Podcasts, search for iHeart True Crime Plus, and subscribe today.
Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation... I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating. And a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, listener. I'm Carol Fisher, the host of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister. I'm so excited for you to hear the brand new season where we're uncovering a 35-year-old mystery. But for those of you who didn't hear season one or just want to listen to it again, you can now get access to all episodes of that first season of The Girlfriends 100% ad-free through the iHeart True Crime Plus subscription, which is available exclusively on Apple Podcasts. You'll also get access to every single episode of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, ad-free and one week early, only available to iHeart True Crime Plus subscribers. So what are you waiting for? Head to Apple Podcasts, search for iHeart True Crime Plus, and subscribe today. everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation... I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating. And a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, listener. I'm Carol Fisher, the host of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister. I'm so excited for you to hear the brand new season where we're uncovering a 35-year-old mystery. But for those of you who didn't hear season one or just want to listen to it again, you can now get access to all episodes of that first season of The Girlfriends 100% ad-free through the iHeart True Crime Plus subscription, which is available exclusively on Apple Podcasts. You'll also get access to every single episode of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, ad-free and one week early, only available to iHeart True Crime Plus subscribers. So what are you waiting for? Head to Apple Podcasts, search for iHeart True Crime Plus, and subscribe today.
Las Vegas for Coast to Coast Eats with myself, Craig Eve Spears, and now part of the Beeson Family Podcast. Always great to get Kevin Sweeney aboard. He does amazing work over at Sports Illustrated, taking a look at the great game that we love of college basketball. And boy, oh boy, if you had told me that Manhattan would be the epicenter of college basketball 12 days before the start of the season, I would have told you what in the world happened, and well... We saw what happened, and Kevin, a man that is very dialed into that part of the country, taking a look at the Metro Atlantic and the America East, along with all of his great work over there in the Midwest. Big thanks to him for joining me in the last segment. Now it is that time of the podcast that give you a little bit of a recap as to all the news and notes that we've seen in college basketball over the last 48 hours. Typically, this is the last 24 hours, but as you guys heard, you got an SEC preview yesterday. We've got one conference preview podcast remaining. That is going to be the Pac-12. I'll be doing that within the next week or so, so we've got one remaining, but obviously the biggest news is what happened with Manhattan. Steve Massiello is out, and Mr. Stores, Rashawn Stores, a 30-year-old interim coach, is now going to be taking over the reins, and with that, Jose Perez, he is in the transfer portal for Perez last season. 18.5 points, 4.5 assists, about 3 boards. Not a good 3-point shooter as he shot 26% from 3-point range, but a Manhattan team that had been a very, very poor at the free throw line in past years. They were one of your better over teams in all of college basketball last season because they were significantly better at the free throw line and found themselves in a lot of close games as they were a team that shot right around 73.5% at the free throw line in past years that had been sub-70%. They were good at being able to get to the free throw line. You figured that this was going to be a bunch that was going to be very talented, and I would love to just give you what the Manhattan roster was going to be looking like without Jose Perez, but I fear that you're going to see a lot more defections moving forward. Someone like an Ann Nelson. Who knows if he's going to be staying in the fold. Someone like Samba Diallo, who I thought was going to be able to have a solid year down low. He might not be back as well. This is just a roster that in general is going to be in a whole bunch of transition. I am not sure what you're going to be able to get out of Manhattan. This is one where if you're trying to handicap Manhattan's first few games of the college basketball season, I would say hold off for right now. And when it comes to this Manhattan bunch, I do think that it is interesting to take a look at them moving forward because I mentioned it with our good friend Kevin Sweeney that they were picked number two in the preseason in the Metro Atlantic and Jose Perez, he was the top-rated guy in terms of preseason player of the year. It's a Manhattan team that they're going to be starting out the season against VCU on the road and I didn't think that they'd be able to win that game outright, but they, I thought, had a chance to be able to save within single digits. No question, this is a line that is going to be going to double digits. The only question is, how far into double digits is it going to be going now? They are going to be served up a couple of layups after that. Central Connecticut State, Fairleigh Dickinson, Mount St. Vincent, even with defections. They should be able to win some of those games, but also what's unique with the Metro Atlantic is that they really get going very early in terms of conference play. As a matter of fact, the first conference game is going to be against the Stags of Fairfield on December 1st. This is going to be a roster that is not going to have a lot of time to be able to get their feet wet. If you have Samara Stewart back in the fold, that is going to be able to help them out. And if this is the only guy that defects, you know what? It might not be the worst situation in the world, but who knows what is going to be happening with guys like Josh Roberts and company who's able to do a solid job down low. So this is very much a wait-and-see situation. You really feel for Rashawn Stores. It's great that he's getting an opportunity, but this is certainly probably not the opportunity that he was hoping for. 
a case where I think that more is going to be coming out in future days as to why this happened because, man, this sets Manhattan very much behind the eight ball. This is no doubt not good for any of the players on the roster. You really feel for them. So we shall see what happens there. But a very strange and a very sudden situation. This is also a little bit unfortunate as well as it looks like a Luke Goody. He was over there at Illinois. A former top 100 prospect. Just didn't see the floor of all last season over at Illinois. Due to transfers, I didn't think he was going to have the world's biggest impact for the team this season. But that said, I thought that he was going to be a solid role player for Illinois after as freshman last year. Put up right around two points per contest. Guy with a little bit of versatility shot, 37.2% from three. As a six foot seven, little bit of a combo player. So was able to add some nice shooting. Going to be most likely out for quite a while as he's undergoing foot surgery. So that is a little bit of a blow for Illinois. Despite that, I still have Illinois as my number one team out in the Big Ten despite this loss. But that is going to be very tough as it does look like it is going to be a case in which it's going to keep about at minimum towards beginning part of the season. But we shall see how long he's going to be out of the fold. Ali Ali is going to be having no surgery and it looks like he's dealing with a bit of a concussion as well. They've already been dealing with Jalen Thomas being out of the fold. Butler has been. And this is a Butler bunch that I am relatively bullish on coming into the season. I think that Thad Mata is really going to be able to elevate them. But what doomed Butler last season? The answer is injuries and we're seeing a lot of that right now. As Ali Ali last season I was at Akron. An Akron team that was in the bottom 20 in all of college basketball in terms of possessions per game. He averaged 13.9 points per contest while shooting 41% from three. Not necessarily the world's greatest rebounder at six foot eight. So that means that Jalen Thomas already being out of the fold is tough for this team. And I still think that moving forward you are going to have quite a bit of upside with Butler because they do return someone like a Chuck Harris which I think is going to be absolutely massive for them. You've got a good blend of guys that are both coming back from last season along with some good transfers. Manny Bates Soundlow is going to be able to do a solid job. You bring back Simeus Lucatius, the gentleman that really had some nice flashes as a freshman last season, but that said, if Ali Ali is going to be out for any sort of time because with no surgery as we know, you could put a little bit of a mask on it, but it sounds like he's dealing with a concussion as well, and as we've seen from the NFL, those are things that you don't want to mess with. Certainly something to watch for moving forward, and then we did see a couple of transfers, and most of these are just guys that are moving down to the non-D1 level. I already mentioned it with Jose Perez. He is moving on from Manhattan, so that does hurt this team a little bit. Prosper Itabube, hopefully I'm saying that correctly. He was at Longwood last season, and he has decided that he is going to be going to Mars Hill. This is very easy for your handicap. All you need to note is that Mr. Prospero Odiabube, he was at the D1 level last season. He is now at the non-D1 level. You have to cross him off your list of guys that you need to evaluate and move on. He was spent two years at Chattanooga before going to Longwood where he really didn't see any playing time and he was someone that I thought had a little bit of upside, just was never able to live up to that building. So, nice, clean and easy there. Elijah Wood, he last season was at Eastern Illinois after he actually began his career and Nebraska was able to put up about two and a half points per game last season. Really just could never get things going. He's decided that he's going to be going to Kobe Community College. Got to think that this is going to be a case in which he's going to go down to the non evil level, try to rebuild his stock after. Let's call what it is. Eastern Illinois has hurt the stock of many, many different guys. So we shall see how that goes. And then Bahidia Hadara. Hopefully I'm saying that correctly. 
He was over at St. Francis of Brooklyn last season. He has decided that he is going to be going to Quebec. So I have to think that this is a case where he is a little bit of a native of the country of Canada. And he has decided that he is going to be heading back home. And it does look like he actually was from Quebec prior to going to the States for college. He spent two years at George Mason last season. Was able to pull in about four rebounds per contest. When I was at St. Francis or Brooklyn, saw some quality minutes. So you feel good for the kid going a little bit closer home. But you do feel for those kids that are currently on Manhattan right now. And that's the main thing that we talked about on the podcast today. And now we are just 11 short days away from the start of the college basketball season. So if you've got a question, comment, segment idea, what have you for this podcast, you do have one of two ways we offer those in. First one is my Twitter timeline, at JNN underscore 81. Keep in mind, letters EM. Maybe it does not matter. As per usual, please send these into the timeline and the other way that is in an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. From there, you're able to fire in whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via that five-star review. A big thanks once again to Kevin Sweeney of CBB Central for joining me in the last segment. I will be coming at you guys every single day throughout the year on this podcast here in the offseason. The news and notes of college basketball, much like we got today with Manhattan. And then we've got one conference preview left with the Pac-12. And then once we get in season, picks and analysis on every single game, every single day. So I'll be coming at you guys once again tomorrow. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, listener. I'm Carol Fisher, the host of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister. I'm so excited for you to hear the brand new season where we're uncovering a 35-year-old mystery. But for those of you who didn't hear season one or just want to listen to it again, you can now get access to all episodes of that first season of The Girlfriends 100% ad-free through the iHeart True Crime Plus subscription, which is available exclusively on Apple Podcasts. You'll also get access to every single episode of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, ad-free and one week early, only available to iHeart True Crime Plus subscribers. So what are you waiting for? Head to Apple Podcasts, search for iHeart True Crime Plus, and subscribe today.